I'm Jennifer Nielsen, and this is Let It Glow, episode 34. Self-love is not selfish. Ready, set, glow. Welcome to the Let It Glow podcast, a happy place where you'll learn how to let your soul shine and discover new ways to design your best life. I'm your host, Jennifer Nielsen. Hello, hello, and welcome to another podcast episode. So raise your hand if you've ever struggled with self-love. I'm guessing if you're a human being, you probably have. So listen up, ladies, this is the key to living your most radiant life. Because I believe when we really love ourselves, we can give and receive love more freely, period. You can't give what you don't have. So according to an official survey given by me, (laughs) this is an area that almost all women struggle with. I literally did do a survey with my clients recently. And and so often when I do one-on-one sessions, this comes up. But I thought I should get like an official statistic for you. So here's what I found. So according to the Huffington Post... Four out of five women struggle with self-esteem. Those numbers are not in our favor, are they? But the good news is is that it doesn't have to be this way. And this is at the top of my list on my medical method for this very reason. Because self-love can be learned, and most people aren't just born with it. I think there are those lucky few, but for the most part, I think in general, women have to work on this. And I'm excited because I brought in one of my favorite ladies today to discuss this oh-so-important topic, introducing Annie Joy, dancer extraordinaire, single mama, and my dear friend. So hello, Annie. Hello. (laughs) How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Good. So I just love Annie, and we have a funny little story how we met, but I'm going to first have you introduce yourself. So I'm Annie Joy. I have changed my Instagram to be Hey Annie Joy. Um, I am a single mama, like she mentioned. I have two little kids. My oldest is turning seven in a few days, and my other is five and a half. Um, I am a certified life coach, and like she said, dancer extraordinaire, because I believe dancing is for everyone. <laughs> well, you, you didn't mention, with both your kids, they've had some special needs, especially yes. your, old, your son with autism. Yes, my son does have autism, and then my daughter has a birth defect that almost killed her as a baby. Um, I sometimes forget because she's a little better now and not nearly as needy, but for quite a few years, she was a needy one as well. Well, so, you know, the reason why I was like, I have to have Annie in, not only because I love any chance I have to spend time with you, (laughs) but I love that you, with all of this going on, you have a lot on your plate, but you still make time for self-care. You make time to learn and to grow and then to you know, give back and help others. And I think that is so um, inspiring. So I just wanted to kind of talk to you about that. And first, let's just go back to how we met. This is kind of a funny little story. <laughs> so you had reached out to me because you and I both will comment on each other's posts and we talk about that. And then you reached out about um, getting together. Oh, for lunch. Oh, yes. I think, oh it was, I was... It was your dance party first, something about your dance party. Okay, I was trying to go to that and I was trying to like 
like put it on my anyway, it doesn't yes, even matter. But yes. We that's kind of how I think we first connected as I was trying to go to the dance party. That's right. and I was gonna help, you know, tell people about it. And then I ended up not being able to go. And then we just kept communicating. I'm like, wait a minute, let's get let's get to, let's go to lunch. And the so funny thing is, is, how many times does someone say like, let's do lunch and they don't mean it. But <laughs> then you were like, no, here's some days and times I can go. I'm like, oh, she really wants to go. I felt so honored that you really wanted to hang out with me. And then it's just been a love affair ever since. Yeah. So it was my privilege because I meant it. I wanted to hang out with you and get to know you better. So that is how we met. And, you know, from that point, we we ended up at a, a retreat together where we were both doing, you were doing the dance party and I was speaking at that yes. event, More Mama Retreat, or was that it? They call me Mama Retreat. They retreats. call me Mama Retreat. Yes. There we go. Yes. So we met there again and we were roomies. And so just from then on, it's just been fun. We like to go to movies. And, go to, and what I laugh about is we were both self-help junkies. <laughs> yes. Hashtag self-help junkies. <laughs> and there's a reason why one becomes a self-help junkie. It's because they need help. It's yeah, something they lot. don't, they, they don't, it doesn't, it didn't come natural for me. It didn't come natural for you. And totally. so I think in that process, I think that's so a lot of why we just have this little love connection is we've had to work a lot on our own self-love and our own, you know, kind of tools and, you know, being our best selves. And yes. so I just wanted to kind of give kind of the audience an opportunity today to see kind of what self-care looks like and see what, you know, even for someone like you who has a lot on your plate, how... We can take time to have self-care, to develop self-love, even if it doesn't come natural to you, and even if you have a crap load on your plate, which really most of us do, but I would say being a single mom, just that's like a whole nother level of busy, right? It is right? a whole nother level, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so just tell me a little bit about your life right now. So life right now is a, oh, it's a bit of a hot mess, but I am trying so dang hard to focus on my blessings every minute of every day, but... Yeah, six months ago, six or seven months ago, uh, my husband made some unsafe choices. I ended up getting order protection. Um, We're still in the middle of our divorce. We don't agree on several items, and so we're still in the middle of that. Um, But all summer long, I had the kids to myself, um, which was good and bad. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, a long, long summer. Not a vacation. Let's just say that, right? (laughs) not a vacation. I love my children, and I love to miss them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that was tough. And we still, it's still just tough trying to figure out how to juggle all the things, right? We all are. Everyone's juggling all the things. But now I'm adding in a few of the responsibilities that he once had to my plate and making sure that I am fully present for my children who are also struggling. And um, they're not understanding or accepting this divorce at this point. They're doing the best they can. But it is difficult because I do want all the time I do have with them to be about them and honoring their feelings and their trauma. I love that you said that. And what, you know, one thing that I always say probably in almost every podcast is something to to the degree that the best gift you can give your kids as a mama is to take care of yourself, to love yourself, right? Yeah. And so it sounds like you're trying to do that like on, you know, you carve out time to do that for yourself, but you're also your priorities, your kids, right? Yeah, I do. I am. In fact, I'm trying really, really hard as well to like teach them some self-love and self-care. We each have a calm down spot in our house. I love that. I love <laughs> My daughter it. will tell me, mom, I need to talk to you in my calm down spot. <laughs> so I go with her and we talk about it. And yeah, we kind of work through it. But I even teach them things like 
when they make a mistake, it's just, oh, silly me. Yes. No big deal. Like, I'm trying to help them learn some of those things. Or she'll tell me, you make me so mad. I'm like, ooh, I hear that you're mad. No one can make you do anything. But I hear that you are so mad. <laughs> tell me about why you're mad. So I'm trying to teach them skills now. Yeah, so that, that it doesn't. Like, so often we hold on to these thoughts and these emotions and these feelings. And then mm-hmm. it does seep in and it affects the way that we view ourselves and the way that we view the world. And so... True. I I love in all of this and what I've worked through and like what you're telling me is that it's in our journey and in our, our self-help junkiness yes. <laughs> <laughs> that we've really been able to give our kids a different way of seeing things and a different way of handling things. Yeah. Because I would guess, you know, that self-love probably played into the marriage in the first place, either a lack of self-love or not really... I, I don't know. Maybe tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So it's interesting you bring that up because that is one of the greatest things I think I've learned going through this divorce is that I thought that I was pretty confident and I thought I had healed from a lot of old wounds. I thought that I had made all this progress and not to say that I didn't make progress. It's just that going through all of this and the way that our dynamic played out and the trauma bonding that was there... I got to see how much more work there was to be done in loving myself. You're like, thank you. I had no idea. (laughs) I know. So really, I'm like, thanks. (laughs) Thanks, Josh, for teaching me how much I needed to love myself. Because I kind of got to a point of like, if you're not going to love me, someone in this house needs to. So I guess it's going to have to be me. So I am genuine. I love that. I genuinely (laughs) believe that it was a blessing that I was forced to look at how much more self-love I needed. Because, you know, and and going back even farther than, you know, the marriage is, you know, looking, at least for me, and that's, I'm not, I I just want you to kind of, maybe as a child, as a teenager, like, we're talking about our own kids and trying to help them develop that these patterns and these tools as young children so they avoid in you know getting into relationships that aren't healthy. So is this something right. that you struggled with a little bit as a child as a teenager? Absolutely. I think from from a very 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 young age I struggled with feelings of unworthiness or not being valuable. Um, and we could spend a whole nother three podcasts on just that. But um, point being that, yes, absolutely. I struggled all growing up, all through my teenage years, even my young 20s. I really, really struggled. I'm 37 and still like scratching the surface of self-love. Um, but I do remember how painful those experiences were. And that is why I am so adamant about teaching my kids some of those skills now because oh how I wish I knew at age five how to say I'm feeling mad. Yes. And, I'm and feeling it's okay scared. to have those feelings. Yes, and that it is okay. Oh, that is amazing. And look at you. I mean you are changing those patterns in your children's lives. And that is that's that is one of the most rewarding parts of all of this, right? Yeah. Because really the reason I even ask these questions is if you look at your own life and as I want you listeners to kind of think about this, kind of see these these threads that have, you know, throughout your life and how you've operated and how we take these things into our relationships that and then make it about our husband or about our partner, about our friend or about our children, when in reality this is all an inside job, whether you're married or whether you're in the process of getting divorced or whether whatever it is, you have to figure this out. Right. There's and never going to come a point where, oh, now it's someone else's job. <laughs> it, and that's and, and we have these situations that kind of compel us to figure it out. And yeah. as hard as those, those, I would call them trials, experiences are, 
It is through those that it helps us find those parts of ourselves that maybe we never would have found. Right. And I just love that you are relentless and you're like, I'm figuring this out. I got this. <laughs> so um, I just, I wanted to kind of talk about like, what would you say to other moms that are maybe going through a divorce or feeling alone or, you know, feeling like they that they don't really value their worth, that they don't really have that level of self-love that they would like to have? What advice would you give those moms? Hmm, that's a great question. I think the advice I would give is that I have, I've met a lot of people. I talk to everyone that I can. I know people across the United States. I have yet to meet a person who's not valuable. I promise you, you're valuable. And if you're not seeing that, there are so many great resources Jennifer's one of them. There's so many great resources out there to give you tools and access to try to figure out how to love yourself more. Try just one of them because maybe one doesn't speak to you as much as others. I started a few months ago a gratitude and tender mercies journal, and I write down all the good things that happened to me, every single little thing. The man just yesterday who got a grocery cart and put my old battery in for me so I wouldn't have to carry it into the store, every little thing, that has been really, really, really powerful for me. And I think it would be for most people, but maybe writing's not your thing. Maybe listening to audiobooks or maybe listening to meditation apps, like try all the things because there will be something out there that will help you to find and build that self-love. And I love that because often it does feel so lonely. It and does. we do feel like, are we the only ones that feel this way? And there's almost this sense of, um, not embarrassment, but a little bit around addressing it. Because yeah. It's like there not... might be something wrong with me because <laughs> I'm struggling this... <laughs> so much. You don't want to this badge on your chest like, I struggle with self-love. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> but I did love that you gave me a little plug there. I'm going gonna, gonna to run with it. I had Annie come to the ranch retreat. And I'm telling you, she kind of stole the show. Everyone loves Annie. I mean, she was like a highlight of the retreat. She had us dancing and laughing and just really just, she brought so much of this experience. And it was a little bit tricky for you to, to get away, yes. arrange the children. So tell yes. me the value and why, why that was beneficial versus you know, podcasts or audiobooks and all those things that are great resources, what did that offer that you don't get from some of those other options? Perfect question. So yes, all of those tools are great, especially like in a daily, day-to-day like routine, right? But having the opportunity to step away from your life, go be out, like literally you kind of even couldn't use your phone half the time, right? Because we're out in the mountains, but going, literally stepping away from your life, away from your problems, away from your family and being around other women who value self-love and self-care is phenomenal because you're surrounding yourself with women who want to be better. These are not catty, insecure, selfish women. These are women who love other people, who care about other people, and there is something so powerful about connecting with other women on that level. That vulnerable level, yes. yes. I love the Yes, and that it is interesting because... That seems to be kind of the women that end up coming to these events because yeah. they're not advertised as just a spa day and we're going to lay around right. and relax. Like it's very intentional that there's going to be some digging, yes. which you did at the retreat. But. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I just want, I, I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but I did want to just go at the ranch retreat. We did many examples of the dig and people volunteered and it was. So really such a valuable tool that I will be plugging that for as long as I live. 
because it is it is life-changing if you use it. And so I love that Annie's always willing to put herself out there. I'm always a guinea pig. It's fine. <laughs> so I said, any volunteers? Up goes Annie's hand. And the question, you know, when we talk about the dig, you know, we're looking, the event that came up was, I'm divorced. And it there's a lot around that that, you know, that we, we just want to narrow it and whittle it down to he was mean or he was that or this. No, she's getting a divorce. That's the truth. Right. That is what's that happening. That is the circumstance. And there's, there's no, no drama. There's yeah. just, I'm getting divorced. So, and wh- <laughs> what did you say about that? When we talked about it back then, like kind of what was coming up and the fear that was kind of driving all of the angstiness was who's going to want me? Who's going to want this? old lady with post-baby body with two kids with special needs. Who's going to want to pick up that pile of crap and take it home with them? Oh my goodness, stop it. But (laughs) the truth is, ladies, is if we speak what's in our mind or if we get it out, then it doesn't have the power over us. And this was a beautiful, like we had, I mean, there was so much emotion around this because, oh gosh, sorry. I can't relate exactly to the element of facing a divorce. I've had challenges in my marriage, which I've been very open about. But I I get that feeling of unworthiness. And I think most women there were touched by your vulnerability because in one way or the other, we've all felt like we're not enough or that we don't have value. And so the reason the dig is so good is you go down the tunnel, which is not always, you know, it's we go down the tunnel. That's just what we do. We can avoid the tunnel. But in this case, what I kind of worked through with Annie was how does how did that make you feel? Those thoughts, like how did that make you feel? Right. It was I feel alone and scared and trapped. Like there's no hope for any kind of future. So then your actions usually mirror your thoughts and, and your right. actions in that and that with that kind of a mindset are fight, flight, or freeze. And I would say a lot mm-hmm. of times for you it's probably freeze and just yeah. feel like I give up. I quit. Yep. Right. I feel so stuck and overwhelmed. I'm not gonna even do anything. Like why even bother? You yes. Know? Yes. And really, the outcome that you want isn't necessarily to be married. It's just to be okay whether you're married or not, right? And just right. to know that you're okay. Mm-hmm. And this is, again, I'm just kind of put it, working through this so we have plenty of time to get through this interview. It's so much fun. But that was such a big, a, important thing to focus on is the outcome that you want. When you have those thoughts, it is getting you farther away from your outcome. And totally. it just makes you feel worse and it makes you feel more hopeless. And it actually feeds that negative that energy just grows. It's it's amazing how that happens. And so the beauty of this whole tunnel is there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and that is changing your thoughts. And so we talked about, are those thoughts true? Right. And I think at the time I said, like, well, I, I think they're not true. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> when it's in your head, though, like, you believe that to be absolute truth. And then you find proof all around you. Sure. Your but kid that, has a meltdown. Yes. You have a bad day. You're like, see, there you go. No see, one wants see, me. No, no one one's going to want to handle it. this. That's it. <laughs> but like you said, like, does it matter if it's true or not? Is it, and that's the next question. That's right. why I love the next question. Is it literally just, it makes the first question irrelevant. So yes. is it serving you? Right. And no, how in the world, when me thinking that me and my family are a pile of crap, how in the world that serve me? So yes, I also love that question because sometimes we do get so caught up in it, right? But that's why this dig is important because one, like you said, you're bringing it out in the open and saying- You're challenging You're it. looking at it on the plate and saying, hmm, do I accept this or not? Yeah. Because is this serving me? Heck no, it's not. And it's 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 probably playing a lot more in those that thought is playing like a record in your head a lot more than you yeah. realize until you nail it, name it, and then yes. replace it. Yes. And so, 
and we're not, we don't really need to go too deeply into this because we kind of talked about it, but is this, you know, ba- you know, from past experiences or is this something that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That, that definitely was like not a, a new line of thinking for me. Yeah. Like, is it generated from past wounds or experiences? Yes, and so we kind of talked about that. And yes. then if this involves another person, which in a sense, it really doesn't involve your husband because this is about you, but you know, are you mirroring another person's behavior? But it didn't, wasn't, that question is not really relevant here, but I do think it's also always important to understand the way that our thoughts are affecting other people. Yes. Even true. if it's not directly like, you know, you're not, this is, you know, your husband, soon to be ex husband, that's, it's a separate thing at this point, but our, our thoughts, actions do impact others. They do. And it's always good to try to see where you have some responsibility in this situation. Sure. And it just gives you power back. And it that's does. what's so amazing about it. So what what we talked about, and this is what I loved, is that I saw you go from kind of like your body language is like, oh, and just like, wait a minute. The flip side is, is I am great. I love my kids and I'm gonna be okay. You finish this. You I yeah. love to see, I just love to see like this surge of like, whoa, 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 wait yes, a minute. This like Wonder Woman, you know, Kate behind me of like, you know what? <laughs> I am awesome, and my kids are amazing, and anybody who picked up my family would be the luckiest guy on earth. And bam, there you go. Bam. And and the idea here is to say something that feels true to you. Yes. So if that's not something that really resonates with you, I, I'm, it's important to find that, that flip side that works for you, but I believe that when you're in a good place, you can see that. And so that's why I feel like when that... Negative thought creeps in your head again. Now you have a thought to replace it with. Yes. And that's the whole idea is not to not have these thoughts because they will come again. And I'm oh, sure yeah. since the ranch retreat, it's come back. But you have something now to like counteract with it. Like yes. you have something to like, no, no, no. We're going to replace it with this. And so the last question is, what were the results of changing your thoughts? And did, did it get you closer to your outcome? Yeah. Because the thing is, is that... I right now don't have like a whole ton of control about this new guy waltzing in my life, but having the thought that someone would be lucky to have me makes me show up differently. And it takes away that that desperation or that like feeling of like, I need this in order to be happy. It's like, wait a minute, I'm going to be happy. I have my own reserve and anything else is going to be cherry on the Sunday. Right. Like I, yeah, I come into a room differently feeling like everyone's happy that I'm here. Yeah, well, they lucky. are. That's, that's why it's but true. Like, but if I walk in that way, that they're so lucky to have my presence here, then I show up differently. I love that. I love that. So we're going to kind of move towards the end here, but I just I wanted just to give you just a couple quick tips on increasing your self love. Now, again, there's no magic wand. There's nothing that's just going to bam magically make everything just come alive for you with your self-love. But there's definitely things that you can do. And we discussed a few of them today already. But self-care, we've talked about that. And that is just crucial. And it's, you know, the treats are wonderful. And I will always be encouraging any of you that are able to come on a retreat. Yes, just go. (laughs) It will change your life. (laughs) But I do think kind of my messaging is kind of molding into this. You can have a retreat mindset no matter where you are. And that's the whole purpose of the retreat is to give you that model and give you the tools so that you can go home and carve out time in your day, you know, even when things are hard, like, because they will be hard. So this is just really an integral part of the Let It Go Method. And then I'm all about tools. I love EFT. 
um, tapping. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I do teach that at some of my retreats. I don't teach everything at every retreat because it's just not possible. So stay tuned because I will be doing a retreat where I'm specifically teaching healing techniques that you can with your hands and that that type of thing, like energy work. And the dig, of course, is another tool. But gratitude. I love that you have your gratitude, tender mercy journal. Like Things will bypass us if we don't stop and notice. And blessings are around us even in the middle of hard, always. It's just God will not forsake us. He will not, he will not, he does not forget about us. And there's always good. And so to focus on what's working and what you have rather than on what you don't have is so important. And then learning to set boundaries. I will, again, that's one of those things I'm going to be repeating. And I did a couple of podcasts on that. Boundaries are a girl's best friend. And when boundaries blow up in your face, check those out because boundaries are a game changer. And just final tip is just be your own cheerleader. I loved what you said, Annie. If he ain't going to love me in this house, somebody's got to, so it might as well be me. Yeah, might as well. So you've got to own this, ladies. If you're going to change your life, you've got to start by owning it and loving yourself and understanding that this isn't going to be a quick one and done process. But start today doing something different. And if you need a guide in helping yourself or developing a sense of self-love, again, I'm here to support you. But ultimately, it just starts with you making that choice. And I believe that you can. And, you know, just any final thoughts, Annie, around this around this whole very important subject? It is a very important subject. So final thoughts I have are that I'm a huge believer in baby steps. Even if you take 10 minutes a day, it really it can make a difference. And writing for 10 minutes a day or whatever, like whatever it is you need to do, those things do make a difference. And the other final plug I have is that connection also really, really matters. That's actually why I've chosen to like focus my platform on just connection because I think it is so important, which is why I love the retreat so much because it was such a powerful connection and it filled my cup for weeks afterwards because of the deep, deep connection I had there. And it really does matter. And so reach out to other people. I just last night was sobbing so hard I couldn't breathe and was trying to do some of my other tools and those weren't working. So I finally phoned a friend and said, can you talk for a few minutes? Of course she said yes. She hears me bawling my eyes out. And it was so powerful that sometimes reaching out to other people helps us to get back to that place where, you know what, I am going to be okay. And I am loved. Even though I'm alone in my house, I know that I'm not really alone. I am surrounded by so many people who love me. And if this many people love me, man, I must be really lovable. You are lovable. And what I always, you know, what did we learn as a little girl? We are children of God. And yes. there's that, that sometimes we lose sight of that even. Right, our all true of this, selves. Of this, of this muck and all of the, the, the pain and the loneliness. But I love that you said that no matter what, you're never alone. And really, it is your greatest responsibility to love yourself. That is on you. And to know that you're enough. And this element, you know, the top, the title was self-love is not selfish or self, yeah, self-love is not selfish. It really is the least selfish thing you can do for your family because when you show up angry and sad and depleted, it's actually, it's, you're not serving your family in the way that you could. 
And so really the greatest blessing you can give yourself and your loved one is this, because any work that you do for yourself will benefit everyone in your life. Absolutely. It will benefit the cashier at Walmart. It will benefit the people (laughs) that are driving down the road next to you. Because when you kind of have that, like you said, that your cup is full and you have a place to go when you start feeling depleted and... You know, you have all these tools. And like you said, you have to try different ones sometimes. And I do the same thing. Sometimes it's tapping. Sometimes it's EFT. Right. Sometimes I have to do an energy sessions. Sometimes it's a blessing for my husband. It just depends on what I need at that time. So I just want to remind all of you to kind of look at a beautiful young girl in your life, if you have a daughter, or just try to imagine yourself as a little girl. And what would you say? What would you tell them? And I want you to take a moment to look at yourself now. And give yourself that level of self-love that you would easily give another beautiful little girl like yourself. Because inside all of this is this little girl that just wants to be loved. And so take us some time today to write down those kind words to yourself. And don't limit yourself. I promise there is a long list of wonderful things that you can say about yourself. But if you don't believe it and if you don't own it, it's going to be that much harder for other people to do that for you. So make it a daily practice to speak kindly to yourself. And again, we have tools here that can help you do this. And on my website, you can get a free dig workbook. It's it's free. You just get on my website and download it. It's great. And that is something that you can pull out every day when you need it. But in the end, the greatest gift a mom can give a family is self-love. And I just wanted to thank you for coming today, Annie, for taking the time. And I just appreciate you and I'm grateful for the example you are to me. And I know that everyone that listens to this podcast is going to benefit from your amazing energy and just this this ability just to keep going even when it's hard and just to have a smile on your face. And some days you don't, but you still keep going. Right. So. I always say I'm, I'm dancing in my rainstorms. <laughs> I love it. Oh, well, thanks again. And I appreciate all of you for tuning in. And until next time, shine on. listening to the Let It Glow podcast. If you enjoyed this show, share the love with a friend. This podcast can be found on iTunes or subscribe on my website at www.let-it-glow.com. And remember, let go and let it glow.